TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. How about this? How about you and I play a little game? And if I win, you upgrade your adverb. Wait a minute, who's going to evaluate who wins? Oh no, you and I will know it in real time because we're going to play Brock, Paper, Scissors. No, we're not. See, it never ends. No, it doesn't end. <laughs> Gary and Martinez. Which is why you're going to have to explain to your wife why your shirt doesn't fit right because there's a knife sticking out of it. <laughs> uh, Gary, hello. What do you got? Hey, fellas. Hey, comment to both of your guys' points. You know, it wasn't um, it wasn't crazy throws or anything that impressed me the most about Brock Seward. <laughs> Brock Purdy. Um, Any Brock will he, do. Uh, you know, the... The first play, I mean, the first, you know, series when he gets absolutely ear-holed and take, I mean, a full-on shot from a guy he didn't see and he pops back up. I mean, a little stumble could have found him in the protocol tent and, you know, who knows what would happen. But he leaves him down, finishes it with a touchdown, and then the whole game, not once did the clock wind down and, you know, we're frantically calling timeout. Nobody was out of position. He ran it perfectly. But... Thursday in Seattle is going to be the ultimate test with everything I just said, with the crowd noise and everything like that, and I can't wait to see how he handles it. It's going to be an incredibly different atmosphere, obviously, and, and you know, I I do think, though, that the best of the Seahawks is officially in their rearview mirror. I mean, they just lost this week at home to the Carolina Panthers. So, you know, it, it feels like this could be a little bit of an easier game than you might have expected. But then you got to remember that Pete Carroll does know what he's doing and he does know his in-division opponent better than anybody else. He really does. So we'll see. This team can get it done in Seattle. When it comes to, you know, chanting Brock's name, it's not going to happen up in Seattle. It did happen at Levi's. He said he heard it. He loved it. I think today was, yeah, that was that was wild to hear the whole stadium saying it like that. So, um Man, we got some great fans out here, man. They, they love this team, and they're, they're right behind us all the way through. So, very thankful for them. This is Anthony. Speaking of Seattle, in Seattle. Hello, Anthony. Hi. Uh, you know, the, I keep hearing about the Nick Mullins comparison, and, and it just really starts to bug me because Todd Bowles, whatever else he is as a head coach, is a really good defensive coach. And... My memory of the Raiders when they were playing Nick Mullins was that that wasn't the case. So um, I I wish people would quit making that comparison. Yeah, look, the, the, saying it's the same thing. Yeah, and I, you know I'm not trying to you know tweak or get underneath the skin of any remaining Raider fan who's listening to this. But at that point, at that moment, the Raiders were a bunch of quitting dogs who didn't deserve to be called football players. I mean, that was a disgraceful performance even for the Raiders that's how bad they were that day yeah the Nick Mullins things that thing I don't get at all that makes no sense to me um you know the 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 idea though that Todd Bowles could make this defense in the sham shambolic condition it's in yeah there's only so much he can do and the fact is they're not able to stop the run they haven't been able to stop the run all year and you saw that yesterday I mean, the 49ers ran where they wanted, when they wanted. I mean, look, you know, I mean, they, they, they came in winning three of their last four games. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. It's not like these, but, you know, just stumble and bumble and fools. No, but their defense has not been the reason why they've won. They've pulled games out because Brady is a sorcerer. 
Well, okay, so they haven't allowed more than 16 points in any of those three wins I'm talking about. They won 16-13 against the Rams. They won 21-16 against the Seahawks. They won 17-16 against the Saints. I mean, the Rams and Saints, they're awful. All right. But what I'm telling you is when you look at what their, what their defense has done against the run over the year, they're 20th. And part of that is because there are a lot of their good players are out from time to time. It's a, it's not a healthy team. And it's not about Todd Bowles' coaching. It's about the players you can put out there on any given day. And, I mean, there's a reason why they're 6-7, and seven, and it's not the offense. This is Jeff calling from Marin. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. I, I have to disagree with Ray. He characterize his performance uh, as just being okay, and I'll tell you why. First of all, would you say that, that Garoppolo is just an okay quarterback? Because if you do, then clearly there were things that were done by Purdy yesterday that Garoppolo is simply incapable of doing. His escapability, the fact that he eluded a rush and still completed a pass, the way he rushed into the end zone on a play that was busted, and then the two deep passes. The first deep pass to CMC was right on target. The, the deep pass to, to uh, Ayuk was underthrown, but he completed it under pressure. So I think he's clearly demonstrated more skills athletically, and his passing arm is better than Garoppolo. So I think you got to say he's more than just okay. I don't. I don't have to say that at all. I said what I meant. But did you mean what you said? Yeah, I did. Oof. I don't think okay is an insult. By the way, there's some people who, uh, well, Carlos in Concord says, Damon, you got to back off the word fine. Like fine wine, she's fine. That doesn't mean average. Fine China. I hear you. We're, argue- we're arguing semantics. That's not healthy. From the 510. We don't need Purdy to be the Brock of Gibraltar. We just need him to be Brock solid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get him on the phone now. <laughs> we're, we're about 10, not even 10 minutes away from saying hello to uh, Michael Irvin here on 95.7 The Game. Bob in San Francisco. Hello, Bob. Hey, I love the show, guys. Uh, yeah, I thought, personally, I thought it was an exceptional performance because I don't see Mullins or Bethard looking like that. I just took the eye test and I, I walked away thinking, wow, you know, so I think it was an exceptional performance. I mean, you know, I, I, I here's the thing. Ray doesn't like success or having to measure it in any way. He only appreciates failure and catastrophe. No, uh, you're wrong again. He has a great team around him, not a good team. Not a team that he has to be superb. Okay, then why, why wasn't Trey Lance instantly phenomenal then? Because he wasn't. I mean, again, you know, you're asking me to evaluate one game in which everything else the 49ers did was exemplary. He was part of that. He wasn't an outstanding part of it. He was okay. He did what he was asked to do. And he did it he did it well enough. Well, if you I mean, that's the thing. If I think if you check every single box that you're asked to check, and then you're just going to be like, that's okay. Yeah, you're okay. You got some extraordinarily difficult standards. Yes, I do. Although you wouldn't know it to figure out who I'm working with. Hey. Sorry, you put it on the T. I did. Look, we got uh, coming up on the T, Michael Irvin. He'll be joining us in just a second. Defensively, this team is officially now starting to flirt with the concept of, of maybe it's the best defense in, in its team's history, though. I mean, would, would you say that? I mean, it's, we, in, it's in the argument. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to decide if it's one of the ten, 10 best defenses in football history. But they've still got at least seven more games to prove that. Right. There's a lot that has to happen. But for right now, I think they're in that, they're in that argument. Through 14 weeks, they've been spectacular. Yeah. But for a game. Yeah. A game. But for, but for one game where they weren't entirely healthy and where Patrick Mahomes was... A sorcerer. Right. And by the way, Mahomes does that to everybody. Did you see the throw that he made this week where it looks like he found car keys? The under, his, yeah, the underhand. Car keys in his pocket and flipped him to a valet. I yeah. mean, <laughs> if he hadn't done that about six other times in his career, I'd have been stupefied. 
His but, eyes weren't even downfield. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's no. He he does things that human beings can't do. Not just that other quarterbacks can't do. I mean, he's Inspector Gadget. He's something else. And so is this Niners defense. Again, they've held opponents now to 17 or fewer points in six consecutive games. It is the longest streak by a team allowing 17 or fewer points in the same season since doing so for the 49ers in the last six games of the 1992 regular season. And that 92 defense is also among the, you know, handful of greatest 49er defenses of all time. I think the, you know, the Merton Hanks defense that went to the Super Bowl won that. That's right up there. Harbaugh, the Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, Justin Smith, Alden Smith defense was a hell of a defense. And we'll have to go back a little bit further in time to find the others to compare it to. But right now, not only are they special, but they're they're taking points and snapping that concept in half so dramatically where, you know, that's really not happening around everywhere else. Uh, you know, points are happening this time of the year. Some offenses have finally gotten their feet underneath them, but not offenses that are playing the San Francisco 49ers. They are just knocking people out, or should I say, I won't. Yes, you will. Not now. Uh, there's just not a chance you won't do it. I won't do it right now. I refuse to. I want to keep you in an okay mood, Ray. It's the, the goal of today's show. We have uh, an awful lot coming up. One of our favorite conversations of the entire week is next. And then one of our other favorite conversations is happening at 5 o'clock. We have Michael Irvin coming up next at 5 o'clock. It's Peter King. Damon and Rado were brought to you by Pfizer and BioNTech. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. It is really good to have you here today. It is really good that the 49ers have Brock Purdy on their roster because, boy, what an impressive debut in his first career start against Tom Brady, no less. A convincing, a dominating win for the San Francisco 49ers. And to talk about that and bounce around the league, NFL Week 14, wrapping up tonight. We're very happy to welcome in the man, the myth, the legend himself, the Hall of Famer, the playmaker, Mr. Michael Irvin, here on 95.7 The Game. Thank you, Michael. Always a pleasure to talk to you. How are you, pal? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, I'm doing great. That was a, a crazy good game, man. Watching that game the other day was just insane. Watching Brock Purdy go up against Tom Brady. It was yeah, that was an incredible game. All things going into the mix of what's most important for the 49ers to get to where they want to go. What was more impressive to you, Brock against Tampa Bay's defense, or the way that the San Francisco 49ers turned Tom Brady into just another guy? Well, truth, truth be known, let's be real and lay all out. Tom Brady has played like just another guy pretty much all year here this year. 
you know what I mean, and go with what he's going through off the football field and all of that, and what he's going through on the football field. There's been a lot. But that defense that Tampa has it played pretty good sometimes during this year. This was a top-five defense. And, and and Brock made that top-five five defense look like it was nowhere near a top-five defense. I would have to lean to that side being more oppressive. It, 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 Mr. Irrelevant taking over that defense more so than, than, than the number one relevant guy in here playing against the 49ers defense because he's kind of been having that kind of year the whole year. On the very, very first play of the game, he got earholed by a blitzing mm. cornerback. And it's funny, after the game, he talked about how he almost appreciated that that happened because it got him right into the game. You know, you feel that first hit and you know you're playing football. Do you ever feel that way in your career? Does any wide receiver feel that way in his career? You want to get hit once to know, all right, we're, we're out here. Well, I don't know that you really want to get hit, but sometimes there are certain things that surely wakes you up. You know, we had a streak of beating Arizona for, I don't know, 100 years, and, and, and we were playing Arizona. Phoenix was playing Arizona, and, and I was like, ah, God, we've been beating for 100 years. And then one that, that's when Lorenzo Lynch was like, Michael, Michael, I'm going to kill you. Just don't stop right here. I said, hey, okay, thank you. Whew. Thank you for waking me up. I commenced to putting him by 210 yards on his butt that day. And I, got, I, I doubt I would have had 210 yards in me had he not woken me up in that moment. I was on that whole hum in Arizona again. We done beat them a million times until he opened his mouth. Did he ever do it again? No, 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 no. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. It was like the same player of the game. I went 87 yards. And you, hey man, I was in this dude's ear hole so bad. Image came to me and said, "Stop, man, stop! You're, <laughs> you're a spiritual man. God don't like that. Stop right now. He can't stop." I was like, "Okay, okay, I'll leave him alone. I'll leave him alone." But I was killing him. Um, the 49er defense has been talked about a great deal this year, and you played with several teams in the mid '90s that had defenses as good, maybe arguably better. Can you reasonably compare those defenses with this one you're looking at now? Mm, and, and I told you guys this, man. What what you're starting to see is this defense put up the kind of talk, playing the kind of defense that we're, we're when we talk about some of the great defenses in the league. And let me tell you what I saw, even the other day watching that game. You know, you got the confidence in your guys up front, and you know what you're seeing now, and those interceptions that they got on Tom, you're seeing. The ability to float now. Linebackers are floating now. They're, they're, they're going in the area. They know, hey, I know my first dog's got their business taken care of. And even if we sit back in the zone, I'm going to slip over and float in this area. I'm baiting the quarterback. I'm looking like I'm looking this way. And I know he's going to try to get that tight end in behind me. And then turn around and I get that interception. That's what they were doing to Tom yesterday, man. So that means they're, they're beating you physically shoulders down, and then they're beating you mentally, shoulders up. Very few defenses get to do that. Michael, very few third stringers make it feel like you haven't missed a beat in the history of this league. I mean, you get to a second stringer who plays, you know, on par with the first stringers, it feels like a huge win. A third stringer, especially at the position of quarterback, it's almost an ask that it feels ridiculous to even make. Um, how incredible is it that there doesn't seem to be much of a drop-off between you know Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo? And this is not a shot at Garoppolo in any way, but with a level of pocket presence that... You know, we, we, we've seen four quarters now, not even four quarters, four starting quarters, seven quarters in total, going back to the Miami game when he came in for the injury. Um, you know, we're looking at someone who isn't just treading water at the position, but maybe is, is it being is it being a little too hyperbolic to say maybe this actually in a weird way makes the Niners better or is that just sacrilegious? It's just hard to say that when you see and know the experience that Garoppolo has, and and in the in the, the direction and the distance he's taken. 
Uh oh. We we got a shaky phone connection. We got a shaky phone connection real quick with Michael. So let's go ahead and reboot that bad boy. Sometimes you got to unplug it and plug it back in, right? That's all the thing I really know about IT help. Or re-crank it. Yeah, it, yeah. Stick the crank in there. Get the hamster re- rebooted. Get going. Get going. Um, I'm wondering, and you know, well, I, I guess we got Michael back. I'm, Michael, let's just let's just let me just re-ask the question. Stay right. Stay right. Stay right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen. Sorry about it, guys. Well, I must have went through a spot. It's all right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pulling up at an event right now. Right now, with Jerry Rice is throwing here in Dallas. Ooh. You know, yeah, you know, Jerry Rice is coming to an event, and, you know, he calls me in Dallas. And, and what do you do? You got to show up if he calls you. I mean, when Jerry Rice puts out the bat signal, all wide receivers yeah. must report. Yeah, you, you must report. That's, <laughs> it, hey, I, that's what I tell him. I said, Jerry, I'm here because of you. The pictures you're hung in my... I, I will definitely show up. I'm landing at this time, and I'll shoot right over, buddy. He said, I appreciate it, you know, so I'll, I'll get this shit still a time. Hey, since you did bring up Jerry Rice, though, I, I got to ask you, because he was one of the first to go online and criticize the Debo Samuel injury that he suffered, just saying, you know, you probably don't need to be running your wide receiver in between tackles up 21 nothing. That's not me saying it. That's Jerry Rice saying that. What you did? I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, what do you think of the way that Debo got hurt? Well, well somebody asked me about it. Somebody asked me about it, you know. I understand what Jerry's saying, especially up 21, when you say you're up 21 points. But, but taking Debo off that, off that regiment, taking Debo, telling Debo not to do those things, no, no, I, I think it's important to your, to your survival, your ultimate place that you want to go to have Debo and have Debo playing Debo like football. You know what I'm saying? That's just Debo like football. That's the only, I, I'm more worried about Debo than I am Purdy. After seeing this, you ask me, is it, hyper, is it hyperbole, uh, hyperbolic to, to say that he gives you more of a chance than Jimmy Garoppolo? Absolutely it is. But it's also okay to ask that question after that one start because he was that impressive in that one start. And what you're looking at, and like most of us recognize things, we said, man, if that is somewhere near the floor, and it has to be, Boy, we need to go and check and see where this ceiling is. You see what I'm saying? That that that's your mind assessing it, and that's the right way to assess it. So yes, it's hyperbolic, it's hyperbolic to say it, but man, your mind got to read it this way. Uh, the 49ers are on a roll. Um, they're uh, they went from being a mediocrity to one of the best teams in football in about six weeks. Do you believe that there is such a thing as hitting your stride too early or does that sound like nonsense to you no no i i think there is such a thing i do think there is such a thing and and, and that's why i always say it, it goes beyond okay what kind of talent we have because even if you hit your stride too early and you want to try to reconnect it's how close are we as a team how connected are we as a team? That that that's what gets us over. Like I, I don't think we'll have that issue in Philadelphia, and they've been playing well for so long. Maybe they hit a little low, but but I, I think they'll go because of how close they are, how tight they are. You know, Jalen Hurts and, and 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 Arthur Brown, AJ Brown, and our good friends. All of that, how, all of that talent, and you're not hearing grumblings about this guy saying ain't getting enough balls, and this guy's I said I'm gonna get enough balls. Those kinds of things tell you how tight a team is. So, so yeah, you can hit a stride too early. And, and, and San Fran, I don't think you can say they're hitting a stride too early. You, you keep bouncing in and out quarterbacks. I don't know how you can say you hit a stride bouncing in and out quarterbacks, to tell you the truth. Michael Irvin here on 95.7 The Game. Who is doing more to bring out the best in the other? Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan or the other way around? Don't, don't don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. You know, Christian McCaffrey was other places. He did some good things and all that. But 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 that offense right there, the Kyle Shanahan been watching since he was since, since he he he, got, he was born has always produced great running backs. A great produced great numbers in running backs. So now you put those two together 
Absolutely, Christian McCaffrey is a great skill set and a great talent. But that offense is tailor-made for him. So that, that, that it's the commingling of those two that, that makes it right, to be honest with you. you, you it's a, it, it like Emmitt. I think Emmitt in our offense, I don't know if Emmitt would have been as effective in any other offense. That offense, low, left, low, right, was tailored for his skill set. We had Terrence Flagler and all those guys in before he got in with that same offensive line, that same offensive line, and we went nowhere until he got there. So, so yeah, you, you, you get that right group, that right back, that right system, in that right line, you do great things, and it all comes together. Let me ask a personal question at this point. If Dallas had lost to Houston yesterday, would you have picked up the phone when we called? <laughs> yeah, I would have had to pick up the phone. Now, you know, that would have been, it would have been, yeah. And let me ask you all this, too. It would have been hard. I would have had a rough day. You know what I mean? It would have been hard. I had a rough day. But let me ask you, you see how it, 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 the Armageddon feeling comes down when Dallas wins by one by uh, the Texans. Now, we didn't get that same Armageddon feeling. When, when 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 Philly won by one against the Colts, I just find that to be interesting that 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 that, that we lay that and, and and I heard people today say that you know man only big win with that dude that was the number one offense the last five weeks they put up thirty eight points a game the last five weeks you know they got a forty and a fifty burger so so I think Dallas would be all right that's like that little brother thing Houston Houston always plays Dallas like that. Back in the days we win the Super Bowl, that's the one team we did not want to see. I can't tell y'all, I swear to y'all, on my kids, on my kids, I was so happy when Frank Wright brought them bills back over to Houston. Ain't no way in the world we wanted to see Houston in the Super Bowl. They always played a, a certain kind of way, and I didn't want to see them. Well, and it feels like a big question is, can Dak do it? Look, that was a really impressive, what, 98-yard drive at the end of the game? I saw today Cowboys went out and signed... You know, T.Y. Hilton, does that mean there will be no, or let's call him Nodell Beckham Jr. in Dallas after all? Did Tyree get yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think Odell's coming. And I think what, what we saw, uh, what we saw was, you know, Odell started talking and, and, and he got out there. It looked like he thinks he's going back to New York. But what, what Jerry wanted to talk about was this year. I'm willing to pay you some extra. If you can help me this year, we need to get this done right now. You know, I want to get me another one before God say, hey, come on out of time. It's time to come to eternity. I want me one right here, right now. So I understand that. I mean, I think he asked a very fair question. Why all the scrutiny and a one-point win or whatever, a small win for the the uh, the Cowboys as opposed to the Eagles? I mean, we'll call that the price of fame, right? That's, that's, that's the white-hot spotlight that the Cowboys are always standing in. But I got to tell you, man, these Eagles are an undeniable 12-1, and one, and they look like they're actually getting better, not regressing. Right, right. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's incredible to watch the, the, the ascension of Jalen Hurts from where, he, from where he was. And think about all these rumblings coming out of Alabama that, you know, we don't know if he can even make it in the NFL. You know, he's not that kind of a quarterback. He can't, he's not nowhere near accurate enough. And now he's leading the number one team. It's just, it, it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing, amazing story. You know, it's an amazing story. And, and I believe leading this new era of quarterback, you know, who, where, where he was really a runner first that learned the pass. We're usually looking for passes that know, that they want that learn how to run. But this dude here was really a runner that learned how to pass. And the system fits the game perfectly. Uh, yesterday's results notwithstanding, are you looking at the NFC now as Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco in any order? Do you believe that Minnesota is still part of that group, or do you are you starting to have your doubts? I, I, I said I put Minnesota right up under that group, but has an ability to beat anybody in that group because they they have they have explosion. And, and out wide and Justin Jefferson, that dude, that's just phenomenal. That dude's phenomenal. You say what you will. He is phenomenal. But, but, so yeah, so we're playing one game. We're not playing three, four game series, seven game series, five game series, seven game series. 
three, five, or seven. See, we're playing one game, and in one game, Minnesota can get hot and beat anybody. But they are still up under those three teams that I say I have at the top of the NFC. And the team that beat Minnesota yesterday, Detroit's now won five of six. And Dan Campbell pulled plays out of his ear all day yesterday. Is he the kind of coach that players naturally want to play for because of that? Or do they just play and because that's the job? Yeah, I, I like Dan. Great dude. But, you know what I mean? And, and I love when people say that because he's an old player, ex-player. He's the kind of coach people want to play for. And, and you want to you say, yeah, this is the ex-player, and I want to promote players. But I want to play for a damn coach that know how to help me win and win Super Bowl. I like you in the locker room. We can be cool. But I need you to make sure we can win some Super Bowls around here. And and, and, and hopefully Dan will get a, get a chance to lead as much uh, in that direction. But Detroit is playing much better, man. You got to get, hey, man, you got to give them some credit. He talks about it. They fight hard. They don't give up. The 49ers have the Seahawks on a short week. How much of a, a problem will a short week be for Brock Purdy getting ready to play? You know, the Seahawks, again, they're, they're, it feels like they're backing up a little from early expectations. I mean, the Panthers just beat them in Seattle. But now you got the short week compounding, you know, Brock Purdy and a little oblique strain that he's got going on. No Debo when you get up there, by all accounts. So... What do you think happens on a short week? If you're Kyle, what are you prioritizing with Brock Purdy? Huh. Man, that's a great question. That's a great question. And 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 and, and if it's you know, if it's if it's someone else, then I'm saying, man, you're narrowing the playbook. You're trying to say, hey, here's what we're going to focus on. Let's let, let, let's let's cut out all the noise and, and get real good at these things. But but I told you, I got that old Tom Brady-like vibe. And, and, and as I was I was talking with Dan Olofsky, he's talking about how when he's watching, because I always listen to quarterbacks. I listen to, especially when they're talking about quarterbacks, I'll call and what you see? He said, he said, man, I see this kid going through all his reads and stuff like that. Now, that tells me something. You can see him going through his reads. That means he understands the game shoulders up. The game didn't seem like they shrunk at all last week. So so why why would I start to shrink it now? If I'm Kyle, I'm just going to add on to what we were doing. You know what I mean? You don't limit the kid. What did I talk about earlier? We're trying to say, wow, I would imagine he was somewhere near his floor in that game. Now we got to go and try to find his seat. And that, ain't, that, that, doesn't call, that doesn't require us limiting him. We still want to do what we did the other day and give him as much protection as we can playing great defense and run the football. But I think the game is open up to him. We are talking to a Hall of Fame wide receiver who's on his way to an event with the Hall of Fame wide receiver that is Jerry Rice. But, Michael, I, I want to wrap up with this because not that football is ever about you beat one guy, you beat a team. But to me, if the 49ers can slow down DK Metcalf, if they can just keep him honest all day and he doesn't go off on him, I think that's a big, big way to go on. And, and and beat the Seahawks on a short week. I just saw that with 31 more receiving yards, DK Metcalf's going to become the fifth player since the merger with 900 receiving yards and five or more touchdowns in each of his first four seasons. The other guys to have done that are Randy Moss, A.J. Green, Michael Thomas, and Joey Galloway. That's pretty good company. What do you think of DK Metcalf as a player? Uh, I think he's a physical beast. He's a physical beast, and he's learning to play the game better and better every year also. And I'm talking about transitioning. But they've helped him, and they're smart on the way they play him by by not not asking him to run direct transition routes in out with comebacks. They're transitioning him out in routes, man. And this big boy, once he gets that ball, I mean, he just he plays so strong, goes up and gets the ball. So, so, so yeah, you do got to control him. But you control him first by controlling the run game. And you want to put the pressure. You want to put the pressure on 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 Gino to carry the whole game and then try to take DK Metcalf out and make him go to other people to win games. That's how you beat Seattle. What do you think is next for Tom Brady? If he called you and said, Which what should I do next, Michael? What what would you advise? 
I, I'm not the man. I'm not the man to give him any advice. I'm, I'm just going to be straight with you. I don't know. You know, I mean, your wife. Oh, you lost your family. Oh, yeah. I, but listen, ooh, <laughs> I ain't qualified. You got to know where you ain't qualified because they ain't that good. I mean, I'd have been over there throwing karate chops at the judicial dude to see what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I just, hey, man, I hope, I hope. I hope Tom, when we talk to football, I hope Tom continue to praise and continue to bless us, you know, and uh, I, and continue to enjoy the game. I know he loves the game, so I hope we still get some more of them. I don't know if it'll be in Tampa, because that thing looks like it has run its course totally. You see what I'm saying? But I don't know why go home now and sit in that house, and I'm just being real, guys, by yourself when you still got some football left in you and you can still be around the guys and in the locker room. I say Tom still plays football. Michael Irvin, you are the man. Tell Jerry we said hello. Give him our best tonight and thank you as always. I will do, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Michael Irvin, here on 95.7 The Game. And you know what that is? That's respect. It's respect Hall of Famer to maybe one of the greatest ever done. I, I am a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I am not qualified to give Tom Brady career advice. Especially when the career advice includes that marital piece that nobody wants to touch. Yeah, that's it's it's a it's a it's a it's a really, really awkward, weird situation. And again, I, I know that a lot of people looked at Tom Brady. He's taking pictures, walking into Levi's. Obviously it meant something to him to come back to play in the Bay Area. To pivot to maybe he should be next up for the 49ers, that to me, like, it's just, with all due respect to Tom Brady, it is the wrong time to be getting into the Tom Brady business. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if the 49ers concluded that too. Especially with Brock Purdy, who is you know, obviously about to be the next greatest quarterback of all time. And you got him already, so, you know, upgrades needed. Oh, and Josh Johnson. And Josh Johnson. 888-957-9570. A call or two before we get to Peter King at the top of the hour to talk about a spectacular weekend of 49er football. And where does it go from here? It's Damon and Ratto. We are brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. It is really good to have you here today. Thank you so much for stopping on by. Damon and Ratto, we've got Peter King coming up in just a little bit. And more 49ers talk can be found on the 415ers podcast. Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings, rolling out a new podcast. All right. How'd it go? How'd, how'd, how'd this week go for you? Grandy, would you would you call it a solid offering? It was a it was a. Eh, I'm not sure I go that far. It was a good episode, but you, you gotta you gotta be a shameless self promoter. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. Thank you very much. That's that. Well, that's the highest compliment it, you can get from it, Ray. It, it was fine. What was wrong with it, Grandy? Can can I have you? You know, self evaluate. We self evaluating. Uh, I gotta go back and give it another listen. You know, I gotta go watch the tape. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> We got a few calls coming up before Peter King joins us in 10 minutes, but uh, the, the Brock mania, it's out there. It's happening. Um, favorite song? Brock the Casbar. Favorite dog? Brock or Spaniel. Favorite fungal infection, Ray? Brock itch. I mean, that's just taking it a little too far, don't no, you think? No, you, you've already jumped the shark. I don't know why you're pulling back now. Favorite movie? Hunt for Red, Brocktober. I just don't understand how you can go through life without any sense of shame whatsoever. I'm just Brock solid that way. Rich in Roseville. Save Ray from these segments. Just, I'm dying here. What's going on, Rich? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Love you guys. Um, really fast uh, about Brock. I love him right now. Um, he kind of reminds me a little bit like Jeff Garcia. Um... I'm still not happy until I see him exposed and how he handles that. Um, and we'll see in Seattle when they pick on him uh, and see what he does then. But uh, I am happy for now. Uh, I want to know why Will Fuller 
I believe it's Will Fuller. It hasn't been signed yet. Um, he's on a free agency. He's a good wide receiver. Got excellent stats that you can't ignore. Uh, I don't know why he's not signed. And then the third thing is, is I don't know why Shanahan would compare linemen to linebackers. Uh, when he, uh, I have no uh, idea where this call's going. I'm just hanging up on Rich right now. Why is Will Fuller not signed? Because T.Y. Hilton, I guess, must be better. Maybe. And look, the whole Odell Beckham Jr. thing, like, is that guy going to sign with whatever parade decides to celebrate the Super Bowl? Like, if you wanted to play football this year, you would have done something by now. My suspicion is that he's not fully healthy yet. And if you're signing him, you're taking a chance that maybe T.Y. Hilton, though he's not as good a receiver, you know, does not represent because he's healthy. That's the only thing I'm figuring. Because somebody would sign... Odell Beckham if he could show them that he was 100% and ready to go because there are four weeks left. I mean, I just don't think he's a good investment this time. Well, it depends on how little he wants to be paid. I mean, if you could pay him the minimum, why not? The answer to that would seem to be because he's not healthy. You know who's calling him a bad investment? H&R Brock. I hate you. <laughs> I just hate you. Thank you. That was from uh, Bob on the no, uh, YouTube text line. I want to apologize. I hate Bob. <laughs> this is uh, William in Fremont. Hello, William. Hello. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's up? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I know that head coaches do some first-round picks, and, and not every quarterback go in the first round goes the distance. Do you guys think the, there's a future for Trey Lance? Not that anybody gives a, anything about next year, but what what do you do and, and the accountability for a head coach on a pick with that first-round pick there? Well, you know, so here's the deal. As we stand here today, the Trey Lance investment starts to look like a sunk cost of doing business and – that's just it, it it's not lining up the way that they hoped it would obviously there are a few things standing in the way of his timeline and one of the things that is standing in the way of his timeline could be Brock Purdy which would be extraordinary but as long as the Niners got a quarterback that can win does it even matter I mean of course you would like to have the first round picks back and not have a guy I, I have no idea what what the future holds for Trey Lance. And obviously the 49ers don't either. I I think Brock Purdy has a better chance of being a successful NFL quarterback in the small little bit that we've seen of him than Trey Lance does. Trey Lance definitely has the better physicals. He definitely has the the prototype of a body that is built to sustain you know, a pounding from the NFL, and having said that, he's already damaged goods with his broken ankle. Which again, it's I, I hate to label a guy as such a thing, but if his legs were going to be a big part of who he was, I don't know if he's even got the speed to really to be built as that. I I'll tell you that I feel better about Brock Purdy's apparent ability to just maintain plays and keep them alive by moving around the pocket that I am inspired by well what if Trey Lance is Jalen Hurts and he can run for you know what what if he is Justin Fields who by the way you could have just gone ahead and picked there at 12 you didn't have to trade up for Justin Fields you know he's really good he's getting better Ray He's getting they better. They found a quarterback in the seventh round. It, it, the whole point is, the longer you sit there and worry about past draft choices, the nuttier you make yourself. The 49ers will not have to pay, uh, Kyle Shannon will not have to pay any sort of cosmic price for being wrong on Trey Lance. If he turns out to be wrong on Trey Lance. We don't know yet. Because the team is 9-4. and four, And last year they got to the conference final. That makes... A potential draft mistake seem like nothing because ultimately it's not about how you score on draft night it's how you score in September through December and if he's winning twice as many times as he's losing and they're making deep runs in the playoffs 
none of this will be held against him. But because they, there's but draft they choices that come every year. But boy, they held that against Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, but they do hold stuff against quarterbacks in this town because people in this town are weirdos. Not people. Kyle Shanahan. Well, okay, but that's also that's, that's a sunk cost now. You know, stuff changed. I'll say this. Based on where he is in his career and his contractual situation, Trey Lance is a billion percent on the 49ers roster next year. And I think we are moving towards a reality where Jimmy Garoppolo is the odd man out and Brock Purdy could, in his remaining rest of this year, show proof positive to Kyle Shanahan that whatever Jimmy can do, I can also do. So do you want to circle back to him at a big free agent number? Or would you like me on whatever $100,000-ish contract I'm making? I could absolutely see Kyle Shanahan, the coach, and the general manager preferring a future at the right price with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance than an overpay to keep Jimmy home. But will it be an overpay? I mean, that's the thing. Kyle Shanahan, if nothing else, has shown that he is flexible in the face of an intractable problem. And this is the this is the prime example. I mean, he made the right choice, you know, bringing Garoppolo back after it looked like he was trying to fire him, um, and he got away with it. I mean, they were they were seven and four, you know, when Garoppolo got hurt. You know, some of that falls on Garoppolo for being a very efficient quarterback. He's just not magic, and I don't know why people keep waiting for magic. This team has all the magic it needs in its backfield and on the defensive side of the ball. And if you're going to complain that your parade wasn't stylish enough because it was won by a running game and a defense, well, then you're an idiot. The raw data on where the Niners sit right now, things are pointing in a good direction. They're 6-1 and one at home for the first time through seven games since 2011. The 49ers just ran for a season-high 209 yards. That is the sixth time that a Kyle Shanahan offense in the regular season has produced a 200-plus rushing yard game. They are 6-0 and in those games. The 49ers defense hasn't allowed more than 17 points since the Kansas City game. And the last time that they have won six straight in the regular season at any point in time, they went to the Super Bowl. And when that was happening, it wasn't exactly a team that was built around a spectacular quarterback. And I would say that this running game now with Christian McCaffrey is even better than that. With all due respect to Raheem Mostert and the good times that that was. Ray, I don't know if this is politically correct or not. As a matter of fact, I I know it isn't. But I can say it because it's my race. Christian McCaffrey is the baddest white boy running back in the history of football. What are you going to tell me? No, it's Larry Zonka. Get out of here. Well, if you're going to answer for me, then I'll just... Right, but no. I mean, he's the baddest white boy running back in the history of football. There isn't a white boy who's ever produced like this in any football season, much less this point in his football career. McCaffrey, he had 153 scrimmage yards... He's registered 100 or more scrimmage yards 41 times since he entered the league in 2017. That's the most in the NFL since he was drafted. He's just a bad, bad man. He's unbelievable. Like, I guarantee you, NFL teams go back to their locker rooms after playing Christian McCaffrey. And you got a bunch of dudes just saying, that white boy's nice. (laughs) Over and over again. He's unbelievable. He's, He's really... I think in the small amount of games that I've seen him play, far away in the best running back this team has had since Frank Gore. Far and away. Stylistically, he's Roger Craig. And Roger Craig has been on the fringe of the Hall of Fame any number of times. Which is a shame because he's an evolutionary step and I think should get the credit 
for being an evolutionary step. Roger Craig should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, whether he is or not is right. irrelevant to me. My point is he became a singular weapon that other teams tried to recreate. And teams have been trying to recreate that since he retired. And with not a great deal of success. Thurman Thomas. But Thurman Thomas was predominantly a running right. back. He would catch the ball a little bit, but Neil, Anders nearly. Neil Anderson, one of my best post-Walter Payton memories as a Bears fan. So Yeah, again, though, when you think of him, you think of him in the backfield, not coming out of it. McCaffrey comes as close as I think any player has to being that Roger Craig tw type. And I don't know that they're easy to recreate. If you're if you're a running back, you're a running back. He's he's that hybrid. He might be the way that Debo Samuel might be just as good, if not better, of a running back than he is a wide receiver. We're looking at a running back who might be better as a wideout or a slot receiver than he is in, as a running back. Like McCaffrey is unbelievable. By the way, welcome boys and girls to your five o'clock hour. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.